0: waiting
1: for you. Just a throne. Ours nothing is just to be just good. Your eyes. Just a throne. Ours nothing is just to be just good. Your eyes.
2: Welcome to the Road to Damnation podcast.
0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Road to Damnation, our Horror Heresy Podcast. Tonight I have with me Mongo.
2: Yo, what's going on?
0: And I also have Shane.
2: What's going on, everybody.
0: Um, so big news, you know, this is probably our first recording since the holiday season. We've all been pretty busy. Haven't really had the schedule aligned or anything like that. So this will be a fun catching up session. We got a great topic for you tonight. Uh, a lot has gone on in the heresy world, as well as we'd like to cover over some weathering powders tonight. Uh, we we have uh, two excellent painters on in Shane and Chris. Uh, so it's definitely something we're looking to cover. And if you guys have questions, you're always welcome to email the show. Tell everyone to kind of go on to our Instagram, Road to Damnation. Give that a like. Uh, also, subsequently, you can go on a uh, RuneStorm Painting. Um, And also give that a like, as well as Shane's uh, painting service. I forgot what it
2: is. (laughs) It's Crimson Path Studio. Crimson underscore Path underscore Studio.
0: Give that a like. But more importantly, Roads to Damnation, give that a like, because I will spam the hell out of both their accounts when they post bitches. Um, Secondly, go on the Facebook group, join that. And if you want to join into a chat that we pay attention to, just give us a shout out on the page and we can get to that and add you into the chat and you can post your hobby progress up there and find out what's going on in our busy, hectic lives too. Um. Also, if you wanted to hate a specific legion, you can also tell us there and we'll shout it out. Um. And then following that, if you have questions, want to send us a voice clip that we can play on the show, or if you just want to send us an email telling us how much we hate a specific legion and... You can do that too at to Damnation 30 k at com. Um, I felt like I'm missing something, but we'll go with that. So now we're going to move on to, you know, I haven't seen everyone in a while apart from Mongo. So let's, uh, start with Mongo. What have you been up to this
1: holiday break? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, no, I've been really busy just like everybody else, but, uh, been doing a lot of training, still working on that. I finished, uh, the first piece of terrain that I was working on, I saved, I salvaged some of the old Necromunda bulkheads and I built kind of like a, a little like scaffold building out of that. Um, it turned out pretty well. That's on our uh, Instagram there. And then uh, I've been building Death Ray Designs. I ordered a couple of uh, sets of the wall packs and the doors and I've just been assembling those. And uh, when, to take a break from those, when I've not been uh, working on that, I've been painting up some of the Figures from the Blackstone Fortress to use as NPCs in our future uh, 30k games. Since they've got, uh, I know it's 40k, but they've got some really awesome models in there. So I really wanted to paint some of them up and uh, use them as either like objectives or dude, that kid, NPCs a- or or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, that navigator, that navigator is my favorite one.
2: Oh my
1: god, yeah. <clears throat> yeah right I, I, now, picked,
2: so. I picked that kid up. Oh my gosh, it's so good.
1: That's uh, Yeah, that's it. I think that's it for Hobby Progress for me.
0: And if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go on to his Instagram and check out the terrain. It is weathered to perfection. So we are definitely pumped to be talking about weathering with Chris because I think it's got something like a bunch of likes and it's, it's just crazily insane.
1: Yeah, I got a pretty good response from it and I'll, I'm definitely like, would like to share You know, like the process that I did it. So I posted up a kind of like a like a step by step. I don't know if I'd say tutorial, but just kind of like a breakout breakdown of like how I did it, how I put it together. But what I'd like to do over some of our uh, couple episodes is go into depth into some of those steps on like what it really means to you know, especially applying like weathering powders, which we'll talk about today. But oil washes and doing some of the streaking with that, and some of the chipping too.
2: So some of those methods that are a lot easier than you think. A lot of people look at them and they're like, "Oh my god, how'd you do that?" And you're like, oh, actually, a lot easier than. Me. Yeah, yeah, they're
1: they're they are way easier. It's it's intimidating, game, but once you do them, you're like,
2: yeah,
0: it's
1: it's not that bad. It's pretty
0: easy. It looks amazing, and if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. All right, Shane, what have you been up to?
2: So I had a pretty good. Run with hobby. Actually, I got a bunch of buildings built for Titanicus. Um, gonna get them. I got some of them primed up, cu- finishing up a few of them still. <clears throat> um, I got my fourth warlord. Uh, he's done. That's yeah, my fourth warlord. So I have four warlords for Titanicus now. I have no shame. Um, and then uh, I actually built and then I'll be getting them prepped for painting soon. Uh, Warhounds number five and six for Titanicus. (laughs) Um, Yep. So pretty productive. Uh, Had a really bad run with uh, illness uh, in my family, so it's been kind of a little bit slower with this pause than I would have liked it to be, but, yeah, it is what it is. Oh, and uh, I forgot I got a – I'm up to seven owlbears painted now. And I got the new one from Reaper. So I got him um, primed, and then I got the first color down on him. And then uh, he should paint up real quick. So <laughs> got to keep them owlbears cranking out for events. Damn
0: owlbells. Actually, I'm not going to say that because I think it's a pretty good mission.
2: <laughs> Saved your ass. Well, answer. we can
0: talk about your first win in Titanicus.
2: Oh, my God, yeah. My fu- I'm fucking so bad at this game. And I fucking won, goddamn! It
0: took me on his team, but we
2: won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't know if it even counts as a win, but whatever. I'm fucking taking it. Um, all
0: right. So yeah, so uh, that's Shane. All right. So we get on to me. Um, I've had a pretty eventful holiday. I squeezed in a couple of games here and there. Um, shout out hashtag Fuck Brett. Um, and his Medusas. I hate them with a passion. Shrimp ten. AP, I don't even know. They're just ridiculous. So um, we have uh, that event that happened. That was a lot of fun. Great time. Good people. Uh, So then over the Christmas or the holiday period, to be politically correct and not insult a bunch of people, um, I received a warlord. So I built that, painted it. Uh, So now I'm up to three warlords. (laughs) Uh, Funny story is I went to play games with Shane uh hashtag fuck owl, hashtag fuck Frenchie, hashtag fuck Chris and <laughs> Um Frenchie and Chris didn't bring the Titanicus stuff and me and uh Shane looked at each other we was like yeah we got enough points for you. We don't need to bring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much we've taken on to Titanicus. <laughs> so okay, don't, don't worry fun. we got this. So the first The first uh, match (laughs) of Titanicus, I beat Shane.
1: Fuck
2: you.
0: Uh, You cheated. Dude, he just hated the fact that I have... Uh, You know, there's two command point cards. Everyone, if you're playing a very tough mission to get points on, take them, because they could end up winning you the game. (sighs) In two situations.
2: Uh, Yeah, I... I can't disagree with you. But I love thermal mines. So you might fuck love you.
0: them, but they don't win either game.
2: No, and they're terrible. They never do anything. Like, sure, they hurt, but the Titan's always just like, eh, I'll keep going. <laughs> it's just like, fuck. There's a lot more epic in my mind.
0: So then, um, second game we partnered up together is uh, Legio Mortis, uh versus. Fuck. You. And we should have lost that game. <laughs> we lost so many units.
2: Dude, we got fucking skull-fucked so... Like, it just started off, and I was like, this ain't gonna be good.
0: I'm excellent at playing those two command cards oh. that give you points for Titans you kill. And I'm pretty sure uh, Al and French who were pretty annoyed that we took them as Al. <laughs> come on, points. Because <laughs> <yeah>, they're winning <laughs> us the game again. Um, So, you know, that's, that's two wins on Titanicus. Big win. Um, And then, then over the New Year's, I assembled my fire raptor and got it painted to a standard that's playable.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you cried about that the whole time. Yeah too.
0: dude. I'm gonna tell you it's the worst kit. No, it's 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 not it's not too bad. It's just a lot of uh dry fitting.
2: Oh, Does yeah. this
0: fit? Nope. Heat gun. Does it fit now? Nope. Heat gun. Does it fit it fits. Glue. Let me glue the other side. Oh no, hang on, that's not fitting. Oh, that's not fitting flush. Oh, uh, oh, oh no.
2: <laughs> yep. Oh, and, and shaving and yeah, grinding and definitely uh, having a Dremel uh, is a and a heat gun is a must with the fire Raptor kit. So
0: once it's built, <laughs> it's a beautiful model, and uh, I got to paint it. It was pretty. Uh, my scheme is not really too complicated, so it, it kind of works. And I got to play with it. Actually, today against Mogo.
1: Yeah, that's what I forgot to mention for our hobby progress. We played a couple games. We played a game today, and we played a couple oh, games the other so day. Yeah, no, uh, we did.
0: It's True. So,
1: yeah, we did. Working out the uh, missions for the upcoming event here yes. in February.
0: So today, I can't really tell you much about the the, the game plan, but it was very nice to see an award winning dark Mechanicum army with an allied detachment of Sons of Horus. Uh, which is also award-winning. Uh, play against my salamanders, and it was a very close game.
1: That, it was a lot of fun. That was that's a that's a fun mission that you wrote there, and I had a I had a lot of fun. Right
0: Me, too. Me too. It was good too. It was a it was a very. It went all the way to six, the sixth turn to decide. You know, just if I could. It, it was just a lot of fun. Um, definitely brutal. learned that the Fire Raptor is a kind of a beast in the air. It's just like, oh, here's my shots, here's my shots, like, damn.
2: Uh, Being able to show up turn one, or I'm sorry, not turn one, turn two, and just unload every single shot, like, fire every weapon, every missile, both turrets, like, the whole thing is just so yeah. amazing.
0: The fact that it gets independent targeting on the turret is just, like... Alright, yep. I'm going to fire all of its weapons at here, and then the two Tarts are going to have their own targets. It's like, damn.
1: Yeah, I couldn't scratch that thing. It was it was running and trying to hide from that, and then run from the uh, <laughs> Fire Drakes were my main goals. <laughs>
2: yeah, and then not even that, but then you can just be like, ah, oh, like, damn, like, uh, like I fucked up on my placement. I'm going to go off the board this turn. Ah, fucking it. I'll go into Hover Mode, and then you just pivot on the spot, and you can just fuck shit up so Fire Raptor is so good
0: it's nice to play with it every once in a while. I don't think I would want to take it every game, because I feel like it would just be a douche move, but it's 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 fun to play with. The first time trying a Flyer 2 in the Salamander's army, so it was interesting.
2: Nice. So you're sold on Flyers yet? Or, uh...
0: I am, but not not the Fire Raptor. I love the Fire Raptor model, but I think it might be just a little bit too OP. Um mm. I... And how many
2: fire drakes did you run today? Chris,
0: how many fire drakes did I run? Uh
2: More than a dozen.
0: That was 15.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> i I just was curious, since we were talking about OP shit.
0: It was <laughs> another one of those cases where it's like, damn, those guys tank a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, those man. guys?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I was hitting them with my Thanatar. Like, blasting, dropping fucking hits on them. And they did nothing.
2: Yep, For don't sure. care right off. No. Nope. No fucks given. And then the eternal warrior on the Praetor is like in three, where you're just like, <laughs> Of course. Well fuck me. Right. Right. Yeah, why not?
0: I, I did pull that one. I was like, I think I'm just gonna tank him all on my uh praetor, because if he gets hit, it's just one wound and he doesn't die instantly. I'm like, he saved it, he saved it, he saved it. It's like alright, cool. <laughs> it was like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh yeah, it's it's um you know, to be honest, I was thinking about my list and I think I wanna run some Tartarus. Because I wanna be able to sweep an advance.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Uh okay.
0: I I'm gonna run him with lightning claws too.
2: Oh, so you just I no, mean you that's fine, you're just handicapping yourself. That's I mean that's that's the that's the gentlemanly way to handle this though.
0: Well, like it's like, oh fire drakes, alright. I'm in combat. All right, I get my sergeant gets three normally and he gets an extra one because he charged, that's four attacks. Oh, he's mastercrafted. Alright, these will get free. <laughs> this is like 20 attacks. Alright, cool. That's just squads.
1: Right. You, you know what? That'll be feasible. You just gotta you know like make sure they're pointed in the right direction. You know what you have. And they probably will be really good. I don't know if I'd say really good, but they'll be decent in uh, ZM. You know, because mobility the lack of mobility I guess you could say when you're wearing Cataphracty. I've felt that sometimes. You know, running just Aaron or Cataphracty Terminators. But I see where you're coming from, man. I don't think it's awful. but
0: forgot about the ZM games, because we had that before the uh, holiday kicked off. Uh, Also, we were trying more missions, so we can't really talk about that. But that was also a really fun time. Got to see uh, some Alpha Legion from Craigbot, which was excellent. And uh, Dark Mechanicum show off. Uh, it was a great time. I had fun on both times. So I'm pretty. I'm really looking forward to the upcoming events, um, which we can cover too in this next segment. We are going to talk about the upcoming events in the area. That's right. Heresy is still alive. Um, so we got a bunch of events to talk about. Uh, first and foremost is January twelfth. So pretty soon. So what is it like next weekend? We have the Rupture of Mars, uh, which is a Adeptus Titanicus event. And that is going to be a, a really fun time at Mythicos in, here in New Jersey. I will be coordinating that with a couple of other people. Uh, if you guys don't have enough Titanicus, please swing down. My whole army probably will not be in use because I will be helping people play. And I have enough to fill at least two armies. Possibly three. Nah. Yeah,
2: um... <laughs> you might have even yeah. more.
0: Um, um... So, uh, swing down. It's going to be a fun time. 1,500 points, but you have to play a knight tax. Knight could be questoral or, or Sarastas, and they will get a 5-off invulnerable if they move more than 10 inches. So.
2: Yep. Well, 10 inches or more.
0: So, swing on down, have fun. Come play some Titanicus. It's a great way to get the heresy scene up and going with some you know fresh people that wanna see some robots battle it out. Uh it'll be a mad fun time. Uh it's twenty dollars uh to come in and hang out. There will be prizes given away. I'm gonna leave that up to the store and what they wanna do. And there's going to be discount on store products. So if you need Titanicus stuff, it might also be a good time to buy. So that is the first event in the heresy timeline for us on the east coast the second event that we're aware of is Shane
2: Betrayer Part 1 first uh, event in the series this year February 2nd starts at 1130 at the Adventures Guild in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania um players pack is up and we have in there links for each of the different gameplay formats that we are having so you can play either ZM Centurion Standard. You can play Tactical Strike. Um, there's that uh, Titanicus is going to be allowed, and there's that other system to Tactical Strike. I forget what it is. No, no, no. I already said that. the The one with the tanks that the Swedes do. I forget, but <clears throat> that'll be allowed. Anyway, um, it's basically show up, play as many games as you want, at whatever size you want, with whoever you want. Um, We're introducing a new campaign system to help keep track of progress throughout the day and ultimately throughout the year. Um, We'll have some cool uh, effects for leveling up your character. Um, We have some pretty neat uh, mechanics that I think everyone's going to find to be extremely different and fun. But get on there, read the player's pack, pre-registration it's $25 Uh, we are providing uh, food it's pizza now um, if you have a a food allergy and you you can't do pizza please let us know and we'll discount your registration Um, you know we will we'll work with you on that that's fine but you need to pre-register so uh, if you're interested in coming to the event and you're not sure just uh, email the show road to Damnation 30k at gmail.com and uh, we will point you in the right direction we'll get you going um, but note that it is a fully painted event, so, shit's gotta be painted, guys. Otherwise, we're gonna turn you away.
0: February 2nd, that is February 2nd, we have Betrayer MPA. So then, on February 23rd, at Mythicos again, we have... Shadows
1: Paramar. What's required? Uh, 3,000 point Age of Darkness list using the Crusader Onslaught Force Organization chart. Uh, We're also going to have battles for uh, 1,500 points. So if you can't do 3,000, go ahead and uh, sign up. Uh, We're still doing 1,500-point Age of Darkness list using the Centurion rule set. And we're also going to have battles for 1,200-point Age of Darkness using the Zone Mortalis Combatant Organization. And we are going to have Adeptus Titanicus at this event also. And those lists will be 1,250 points. There's a couple of uh, couple of rules and a couple of uh, restrictions that we're putting on there. So uh, check out our event page. Some of them are... We're having a little bit of a tax on uh, Custodes. Nighthouses will be allies only. And then uh, Primarchs, Scoria, and Valdor are going to be limited. They're not going to be allowed at the event. And only one special character per list. And uh, what we're going to ask you is to send in your list a week before the event. Send it to nj30kgroup at gmail.com. And uh, so we can get it approved and uh, go through. And uh, yeah, sign up and register. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be at Mythicos. There's going to be prize support. There's going to be swag bags. And then uh, it's going to consist of two rounds. First round's going to start at 11. It's going to be our large battles, the 3,000 point games. In the afternoon, it's going to be a, uh, we're going to do a mega battle. And if you're not a part of the mega battle, they're going to be running ZM and Centurion battles that afternoon. And uh, it's pretty awesome.
0: You can either play two rounds if you're in the Mega Battle, because you'll have the 3,000-point battle in the morning and then the Mega Battle in the afternoon, and there is an hour lunch break, and there's bars and food pretty close by. Um, but if you're not in the mm-hmm. Mega Battle, and I'm personally more excited about the smaller games, there'll be, I think we've set it to two two or three rounds extra for the smaller games, and uh, we can get a bunch of different like 1,500-point games going, which would be a fun time um also if you are so our event is $35 um there will be swag bag that we're handing out so cool tokens cool um gifts that we're planning to hand out to everyone um just make sure you register beforehand so we know how much to get if you guys you know it's gonna be a fun time last time we had a great selection of people show up hopefully we'll get the same amount of people showing up and
1: yeah, we had like what 20 people showed yes, up last 20 time
0: people did everyone have fun we gave away three complete boxes of calf and burning prospero prospero we had a paint support prize we had uh, i think it was like um mvps for each team won prizes there was a lot of giveaway giveaway we literally don't take any of the money for ourselves we just plow into prize support because we want the event to be awesome Custom terrain painted by Runestone Painting, which was phenomenal. There is going to be uh, custom missions that we're currently testing. So if you want to come down, have fun, or if you're just looking to get into it, I recommend you swinging by. There will be Loner Armies, uh, quite a few of them. So swing by if you just want to come and learn to play the game. We're all down for teaching.
1: Yeah, reach out to us. If you want to get in like a couple of games before, you know br- knock off the rust, uh, let us know come down it's going to be a great time and uh it's also going to tie into some uh future events there so there's some uh big things in the works that are being planned so stand by Then
0: we move on to march and we have up in new england which i will be making an appearance at and i i don't know the specifics i would go to that website well go to that facebook page and check it out in the new england 30k group and uh those guys up there, they run a pretty good event. They have a Horace Heresy event, so if you haven't checked that out, I suggest you do so. We do have an interview with him. I am currently editing the interview episodes with three people. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> was, we had a busy fucking run there. It was just like we oh did my we had, God, like I think it was
0: three do? interviews within the space of a week and they need some editing. So it's it's taking longer than usual to get them out, but they will be coming out soon. And then I have totally pulled a blank chain.
2: Well, since you asked, <clears throat> the event is the taking of Phyrex, Steps of Perdition. It's on May 25th, being held in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, figure that one out. Uh, The Steps of Perdition consists of the planetary body Perdition and its moon Proteus and Yemeni. While quite fertile and verdant, the moon serves as a rose crown on a fetid skull. A desolate reminder of the age of darkness, Perdition is is an irradiated wasteland. Blast crater stretched beyond the horizon, wreckage from the dark ages and golden age of technology, repeatedly rested from the sands only to be buried again in the next storm. The communications relay located on Proteus and the data processing hub station and archaeotech reclamation facility of Yemeni are the primary focus of the loyalist attack. Yet there may be an even greater prize residing on perdition. With sandstorms raging on the planet's surface, an even greater storm of steel and fire erupts as loyalist forces launch their attack on the traitor forces securing the moons. As death comes once more to the steps of perdition, a bygone life, an ancient power begins to wake beneath the surface of perdition. What stalks this hallowed hellscape, and who shall incite the true fury of Phyrex? So, pretty dope narrative. Uh, I know I would like to go if it was closer, but I'm lazy and I won't be traveling. But if you're in the if you're if you're able to make the trip, you should go. It seems awesome. Um, the, we have the interview with the uh, EO for the event, and <clears throat> that'll be in the interview episode. So, bear with us on that one. But yeah, you should check it out. But yeah, uh, that one is on, again, May 25th, and it's in Kansas City, Missouri.
0: There is one more event we do need to cover that we have just kindly agreed to, which will probably be the next step in the NJ events. Or, so far, as the 7th to the 9th of June, which is four months away from the the event in February. So a little bit far out, it's we've just accepted this. I think actually, Chris mentioned this a while back that we agreed to this, and, and now it's they have a website and everything. Um, we are running an event for the Triumph GT, uh, which will be the first part of the new campaign.
2: Well, it, it, but it's not a, like it's not a tournament for us, it's still a narrative event, it's just called,
0: yeah. So, unfortunately, they they put torn like that. The people running us, they, they just don't get heresy. Like, uh, I'm running uh, the Titanicus page that they put up on their website. was like, mega battle. I'm like, it's not a mega battle. I'm like, I'm like I, I don't know what to tell you. Narrative, narrative. They don't get it. So, this, this will be a fun event. This will be over two days. It'll probably be a mixture of a lot of different cool things from Heresy. We don't know yet, but keep your calendars open, guys. It's going to be a big event. You get a chance to swing by hang and hang out. So yeah. Um so we ran a competition uh before the holidays uh asking for you guys to write us reviews and the winner of the reviews would get a Owl with Little Legends Studios uh painting uh, class. And we we've had a couple of submissions. We we're gonna narrow it down to uh you know the three that we think are probably the best. Um I'll read them out there because I think they're pretty funny. So we have a Space Wolves player, who Close your eyes and open your ears. Let the sweet and peaceful sounds of these hooligans put you to sleep. Listen as their addiction takes them one by one into the darkness. And he gave us a 6 out of 5 star review. So shout out to, or hashtag, fuck a Space Wolves player. That sounds wrong. I'm not saying that. (laughs) So then we also, uh, another great one from uh, who did an interview on our show, and he'll be coming on soon, is Carl, who says, Great bunch of funny guys from the NJ region discussing horror, heresy, 30K, Adeptus, Titanicus, and life's tips with Shane's. With Shane, trademark. Wow. <laughs> Shane's giving life tips.
2: <laughs> life tips, that is... That's dangerous. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: There was one more, Shane. Where was the other one? I'm
2: like, I, th- I thought I saw one from a, uh, a, a Phil dude, but where
0: the fuck was, was it? Was it on email? It might have been on email. Or, or SoundCloud. Well, was soundcloud? Could be on Shit. soundcloud. Let me look on soundcloud real quick, guys. And you will out those two between Carl and Space Force player. Who do you reckon we should go for, guys? <laughs>
2: I just like the Space Wolf player. <laughs> I know you're a Space Wolf player
0: yourself, but, you know, try and take by yourself. Fuck you!
2: <laughs> Fuck you! God damn it. You know what? Fucking poor Space Wolf guy never had a chance.
1: Space, space Wolves. Yeah. I, that's my vote.
0: Alright, man. So, I'm losing this battle regardless. So, if you're uh, the Space Wolf player who wrote the review, if you show us an email at ek at gmail.com Uh, Get in touch with us, or we will get you set up with an hour's painting time with Little Legend Studios.
1: Yeah, if you still somehow manage to still listen to us and you haven't given (laughs) up. (laughs) It
0: It does happen. And uh, finally, we are on to tonight's main topic, which is weathering powders. So, I'm here with two people that personally do commission painting, and if you haven't been aware... Mongo just recently posted a really cool piece of terrain for Necromunda. And the weathering on it is outstanding. And it kind of sparked a conversation where we were like, uh, you know, we want to discuss more about weathering and airbrushing and painting. Because we have some great painters on the show. Uh, Mongo, we can include Shane, kind of. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> <are you? laughs> um,
0: No, Shane. Shane is also really good too. If you need white painting tips, like I can't paint white for the life of me, Shane. Shane is the person to <laughs> Um You know his numerous amounts of uh, world eaters. Uh, it's not an easy task.
2: It's getting excessive.
0: So, you know, we were talking and it was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of a noob to weathering. So why not? Let's, let's talk about weathering and weathering powders. I know we've covered it uh, in a previous episode where there was like chipping and different mediums to kind of create different effects. But weather weathering powders can also be really effective with different textures and give you different results. And since...
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we did talk about uh we did talk about shipping. We and did.
0: Cool. And this is just like an excellent piece so if you if you guys are really looking to make your models look like a grim on a battlefield, like beaten up, like it really is it's been through the dark age. I, I believe, you know, this is going to be the perfect time for you guys to shout out and and if you guys after we've done recording and you're listening and you have more questions, once again, you'll shoot us an email if you want to record a little blip of you asking the question. We will have Shane, uh, our Mongo, reach out. They will personally give you some tips. I will be posting more and more pictures as we go along on the Instagram, which is and uh, Facebook, so you guys can get a better understanding. And we'll, we'll, I will post some pictures into the Instagram when this episode launches, so everyone can see what we're talking about.
2: If, were, if you just join the Facebook <clears throat> uh, group chat, too, that's an easy way to. I mean, we're. That's an easy way to get a hold of us. We mon—I mean, we monitor that pretty closely. It's—it's it's usually yeah. We're always talking shit
1: and you know posting pics in there. Work works in progress and you know bouncing ideas off each other. You know, trying to get you know. Yeah, there's tons of dick pics in there, so dick. Yeah, mostly dick pics. Yeah. Right.
0: So, um, you know, Mongo, I'm I'm actually gonna let you uh take the lead on this, and I'm gonna interject with like the The new questions, because I honestly don't know, so I'm just gonna throw questions in.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely take lead in chain. I know you, you know, work with a lot of this stuff too. So, uh, you know, if I miss anything, just hop right in and, you know, let me know what yeah. you're thinking about this stuff. So, yeah, With man. weathering, weathering powders. Um, what's really great about weathering powders, and something we need to talk about before we start that is texture. So. Texture is really important in miniature painting. And we don't really talk about that a whole lot. You don't see it a whole lot. It's more, you know, you kind of find it out a little bit later. But you're already putting texture in your miniatures when you're using, like, metallic paints. And you might put some gloss on some islands lenses and stuff like that. But weathering powders are a great way to add another level of texture. So after you paint your miniature and maybe you kind of varnish it at the end, and it's got, like, a little bit of satin or a matte finish. When you start adding weathering powders, it adds whole texture. They're matte, but they're going to have a different way that they're reflecting the light. So it's going to look differently. It's going to add a little bit more realism and it's going to add a little bit more interest to your miniature or your piece of terrain or whatever you're working on. So there's a lot of different ways to put it onto the miniature and this is by no means a comprehensive list of how to do it. Uh, if you're looking for re- uh, resources and references, military modelers, some of those groups and some of those magazines, Have some really great techniques and, uh, pictures and, uh, ways to do it. You know, like that's where a lot of actually 30k pulls a lot of its, a lot of the 30k community, I should say, pulls a lot of its uh, ideas and we've learned a lot from the military modelers that do that. Anyways, on to talking about weathering powders. So if you don't know what they are and you haven't ever used it, they don't work like paint. They're pretty much what what you think. You know, they're just colored powder that you're going to apply to your miniature to get different effects. And there's a lot of different ways to do with it. So you can uh, use them, like just apply them straight to the miniature. So you can pull a little bit out, use like a, a brush, okay. apply them right on there. Who are some of the people that make the weathering powders? Just a the... oh, good question. So for me personally, I use uh, Forge Worlds weathering powders, but there's a lot of different military modelers that use them, Cromblack makes them. Um you can get them from AK Interactive. Uh those are some other good ones right there. Have, uh what do you I use, Shane?
2: I have uh Vallejo, the two that I use are uh Vallejo and I actually like Secret Weapon Miniatures um uh, Secret Weapon Miniatures, he makes a pigment line that's I, I really like that too. Um but I kind of use the two interchangeably. Okay. But you can also just go and buy um, pastels from your hobby shop, as long as they're oil-free, and just grind them up. And that's the same thing.
1: Yep, yep, you could definitely do that. Um, I purchased the whole Forge World line. I I just went and got the whole thing of them. I think there's maybe like a dozen, maybe 15 of those. You don't need them all. I think if you were going to pick some up, I would get a couple different colors. I would get like a dust or a sand one. I'd get like a medium-colored brown. A dark brown and a couple different rust colors. Because if you look at, um, like actual pictures of rust and weathering when you've seen that, it's never just one consistent solid color. You're always going to have a mixture of different colors in there. So you're going to want to mix some of your pigments when you apply them and apply a couple ones over each other is going to give you that realistic effect there. The, uh, what colors do you use? What did you pick
2: up from them? From uh okay, so uh I have four right now from Secret Weapon. Um red brick is one and I like to use that um very sparsely around rust spots. Um because it's more of like an ex- it's a it's a really, really red color. Um so it's a little lo- it's it's pretty strong, so you have to like you definitely want to go light with it. Um so I typically use that on my t- on my uh Titanicus bases actually. Okay. And, uh, um, so I'll, I'll keep that around the areas where I have like rebar and stuff sticking up through the sand. Um, other color, I, the other ones I have, and this is all secret weapon right now is, um, slate gray and ash gray. They're very, very similar in color, but one has a little more blue in it than the other I find. And, um, I use them to just create, um, variation of depth and and again texture and color in the base when I do my bases for Titanicus because with Titanicus it can be really easy um, as I learned the hard way to make your bases very boring Um, for instance you know a space marine with a little bit of sand and some paint looks fine because it's just one dude but with a titan it's very fucking boring (laughs) and so I was like you've got
1: a lot more base space a lot more negative space in that base right there
2: yeah, exactly. So i I use that to help break it up amongst a few other details that I put on there. Um, I also have clay brown. Uh, I actually haven't used that yet, um, but it, it's a nice color. Uh, how do
1: you? That- uh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What's up? I was going to ask, how do you like to apply
2: your pigments? So uh, i I've done it a couple different ways. Um, the first way I did it was a complete disaster. Uh, I I took um I took some of the binder that they give you, and I don't I don't I did not know what I was doing. I was just like, oh binder, okay. So I took that and I globbed it on the palette, and then I took the weathering powder, and then I mixed the two together, and I, it turned into like Elmer's glue, and it just looked so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, what I the first the after that, what I started doing was I would take um, the weathering powder and I would scoop it out with an old shitty paintbrush. You know, when of your old bitch brushes, cause you never throw away a paintbrush. You just find a different t- purpose for it. And, <laughs> and I took it and uh, I scoop it on there and I would, and I would kind of like, just yeah, how, how did you, how did you describe when you actually applying the weathering powder? You're like forcing it on there. Almost.
1: Yeah. What I, what I do is I, like like an old brush like that, I'll take like a old dry brushing brush and I, you know, scoop it out with that. And then what you're doing is you're kind of like almost like buffing or rubbing it into the miniature. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. kind of like you pick up some of it and you're like working it in there because that'll get get some of it to stick. But uh, yeah, you're always gonna have to find a way to to get it to adhere to the model, or it's eventually gonna come off at some point.
2: Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Buffing it. That's that is that's yeah. So I, I do that and then um, what I would do is I would take a different brush but also shitty and I would dip it in isopropyl alcohol and then I would touch the brush with the alcohol in it on a spot on the miniature where it would leach over to the weathering powder and I found it gave it this really cool like effect where I'll take some pictures of my mastodon for the page and we'll post them up to show you what I'm talking about. But it gave it this, this look of like the dust was kicked up. It had been on the tank. Um, the tank either hit some water rained on and then like you know how the dust like collects in the little little spots mm-hmm. and then it dried and but the dust was still there. So it kind of I don't know. I it gave it a really neat texture that I really liked. Um, I used that on my world leaders a lot, which I was and I, and I, I do like it, um, but I don't I don't use it all the time. So, uh, and then the other way I do it with the Titanic is stuff is I just scoop it on there and do the same thing, you know, buff it into the base, just smudge the crap out of it on there. And I definitely uh, do way like excessive amounts of the powder because so much of it gets blown off. And then I go in and I seal it with the tester's dull coat. And what I, and I, and I, I do, I, again, I, I spray too much dull coat on, on the base on purpose because it, it forces them to kind of like blend a little bit, which might sound weird, but I've had a lot of good luck with it. Um, where it kind of helps the transition between the colors. Cause the colors I use on my Titanicus bases are ash gray, slate gray, red brick, and then a Vallejo light Sienna, which is, um, it, it's a very like tan, almost khaki color. Mm-hmm. And so like the only colors that really tie together well are the two grays and it's almost imperceptible that the difference. But, um, when I, when I, when I overdo this, what the uh, clear coat, it kind of blends that, it, it blends the lines between those powder and gives a really awesome texture because like you know, it kind of like screws with the bond a little bit. And, uh, it's really nice. Like I, I, wish I knew the scientific term for it. And I'm sure anybody who worth their salt painting is probably like screaming their head off because I, I don't know the technical term for it. But that's what I do, and it works really well uh, for my titans and my knights.
1: Yeah, whenever whenever you apply like a varnish, like a spray varnish, whether it's by airbrush or aerosol can, it you're gonna lose some of the, I guess the the brilliance. Yes. Of that It's going to dull it down. It's yeah. going to darken your pigments a little bit, but it will kind of tie them in together. So that's one thing I want to talk about too is after you've applied them to the model is getting them to stay. So you mentioned pigment fixer. There's different pigment fixers that you can use. You yep. can use, uh, isopropyl alcohol. You can even use white spirits if you want. And, uh, one thing that I found that I really like a lot is actually just using water. So when I did my, uh, terrain is I applied, I used three different rust colors and I applied it just randomly over spots where it was heavily corroded or wherever I think there should be rust and just kind of worked it in there and threw a bunch on there. And then I took an old beat up brush and I cut the ends of the bristles so that they were uneven, completely uneven. I take a clean pot of water and I just take that brush and I make, and I dampen it and I just run it down over the miniature or the piece of train that I'm working on and I just pull all that pigment down what it does is as it does that it dries and it gives it that look of either dust or rust that's been there and like waters hit it or some sort of moisture or liquids hit it and it's run down and it's left streaks on there and it ends up pooling in the cracks and then even if you screw this up at the end you can just re-wet it and do it again but what i like to do is after i've done that i come by with an old toothbrush and i kind of uh work it in a little bit more with a little bit of toothbrush because I've already sealed the miniature with a varnish at this point, so I'm not worried about messing up the paints, of the paint that's underneath. But then I can come by with an old toothbrush later and kind of clean up any areas where maybe I put too much powder down or it's not really what I wanted to. And I can kind of work it in and like get rid of any like uh, water stains because sometimes when you use like a fixer or or alcohol or water, it'll leave like a little bit of a ring. Sometimes you'll see that that happens with acrylic paints too. And you can use like your toothbrush there to kind of work that out and create a nice soft edge, blended in.
2: Nice, yeah.
1: A couple of other things you could do with with it is uh, create a wash out of your using your pigments. Is what you can do is instead of doing that, is take your pigments or your powders and just put them straight into water. And create a little wash on that. Create a filter. If you're going to put that over. So you want to create something that's completely dusty all over, or you want to dull down the tone of it. You can create a wash out of it. Apply it over the whole miniature. Let it sit. Let it dry, and then come by later and seal it with varnish, or take water, or a damp like um, like earbud, like a Q-tip, or uh, like a those little cotton round cotton like uh, makeup sponges. And uh, pull it off with that too. And it'll leave the powder in the recesses and in the cracks where it wouldn't get worn away. And it'll leave you that weathered effect. And uh, another thing that I like to do is so, say I know that there's an area that I really want to have some serious weathering, there's some rivets and uh, some other, like, really corroded areas. Is so what I do is I'll take some of that um, rust colored pigment. And you could do this with, really with anything if you wanted to do dirt or mud. And uh, take a little bit of matte varnish or a little bit of matte paint, and you put that on your palette and mix it in. You kind of create a paint that matches your uh, weathering powders. So you can apply that in specific areas. If you want to have a little bit more weathering in that area, a little bit more dirt build up, you apply that before. And then once that's dry, then apply your weathering powders over that. It'll give you a little bit extra effect, it'll give you a little bit more. Will stay in those areas that you really want it to, so you can kind of like tactically place your uh, your rust or your weathering or some of those extra areas that are collecting corrosion and dirt on that. That's some of the stuff that I've learned over a little while. Shane, do you have or uh, some of the little tips that you have that you've learned?
2: Um, I find like taking pictures of stuff too um, can kind of help you with learning where you should apply the the your weathering or your powder and stuff like that like um one thing that's really good like in Pennsylvania we got pen dot trucks and they're always buckets of rust. Um you can get a picture of them like when they're out salting the roads or something especially this time of year. Um they're usually a good reference of like <clears throat> you know corrosion and oxidation gone wild and can kind of help give you some good reference material cuz you can see how mm. you you know rust never Um, it, it never works. It never acts the same. So it's always, you know, you can always do it. You can do it almost however you want, as long as it looks, you know, as long as you're satisfied with it, but having those pictures can really help give you some, a point of reference for, you know, how you might want it to look or how it might act, um, on a particular surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true.
1: Definitely use like a, references on that. And Pinterest is a great place for that too. Yeah. It's Pinterest account. There's a lot of great, great references on there that people have rust porn on there that you can use. (laughs) That's literally what it's called too. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. I think hashtag rust, rust porn. also if you're on uh, Instagram, there's a lot of really good references that you can use. And remember that not like, it's not the same color all over. So use different colors of, of your powders and blend them together. Get like if you look at some corroding metal, there's going to be greens in there. There's going to be whites, not yep. just your orange rust color. Put those other colors in there and mix them in. It's going to create
2: more interest. It's going to make create more realism. Yeah, mind. there's there's a lot of different ways you can do it too. Like um, one of the ways when I was painting up some fantasy stuff doing rust was I was getting um, it's a GW technical paint called Riser, uh, not Rizor Rust. Well, that's one of them, but uh, Typhus Corrosion. And I, that is a I, great paint great paint. i would just paint that on like a spear and then i would take the next color which was rizza rust and i would get a little bit of that on my brush dry brush that in a few select spots and then i would go and dry brush it over it with a silver and that just gives it the super pitted rusty just gnarly look yep i mean I don't know. I I love that look. That's something I'm very very partial to. I do that a lot on, on stuff that I really want to look jacked up.
1: Nope that's a re- that's a really good point that that uh, typhus corrosion is really good. What I like to do with that is I'll water it down a little bit and kind of put it and push it and pull it into like the cracks and recesses where it dries there and then wipe off any excess with like a uh, my finger or a thumb or whatever you have there. And then what you can do is a little trick is put some, uh, oil on that. And it creates a really good, like oily, dirty kind of feel to uh, yep. whatever you're doing there. Yeah. Or if you don't want to go that way and you just put some of your rust powders over that, you're going to have a really good, really nice effect. Nice effect. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. It's,
2: I was just thinking about it and I was like, man, there's just like, there's no set way to do rust really. I mean to do weathering in general, but rust is like the big one. Um, I, I, yeah. And that, that's probably the method I, have cause I'm pretty new with weathering powders. Um, so I would say that that's the method that I've used the most of. Um, but I'm weathering powders have been really a really fun challenge that I've been, It's been nice. Um, I actually started with them because I bought them a while ago because I did that death guard army a long time ago and never ended up using them, but then they came in handy with uh world leaders. Um, but I really, uh, started using them because of that. My buddy's uh blog amniotically tanked. Um, he, he talks about them using them heavily for Titanicus. And if you've, if anyone has seen this guy's freaking, um, Titans for Titanicus. Oh my god, they're they're just gorgeous. Oh my gosh. And uh he Oh my god, man, like my dick is still bleeding. Um and they're oh my god, they're just so good. <laughs> um and he uses a lot of weathering powders, which is why I was like, alright, like, I'm gonna do this too. And so he had a really good tutorial he had a really good blog on there too, or a uh, post on, on his blog about weathering stuff so um or using weathering powders I should say. Mm -hmm. So but um if you want to do the pastels, like if you want to go a little cheaper, because it can be expensive to get the hobby. Um the actual like you know Vallejo or Cigarov miniatures or forge world or whoever else makes them. Um I just went to my local hobby shop and bought some a a couple of packs of um variety packs of oil free pastels. (laughs) Do not get the 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 other ones cuz that's a bad day. But the oil free ones really um you can just you can get so many different colors with them it's it's awesome. Um and then you can just take them and if you want to just get your own little little containers um I know a good container to use is if you use Lamy and medium from GW you go through that stuff so fast once it dries out you know you can put your powder in there but it's got to be completely dry or it'll script the powder but you can just take a you know razor and just shave it into a, into that and save yourself a couple bucks if, if you're on a budget, like most of us are. Yeah, no, that's really,
1: really good tip. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that. Do you ever do streaking, like uh, like rust streaks or anything with powders? I've tried it a little bit, and uh, I've I've kind of moved away from it. I'm using oils for that now. I think that powders still work really well if you're doing streaking on aircraft with like a, with like a black uh, weathering powder. But I used to use them for like rust streaks and that kind of stuff. I kind of moved away that cause I'm now using more oils for that, but that's another thing you can do is like
2: working the and then on those streaks. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't use, I use uh inks and uh, my, for if I'm doing on aircraft and I'm doing, I use my airbrush for like black and stuff like that to do like burn streaks. Um, so no, I'm a bad, <laughs> I'm a bad, I'm the wrong person to ask for that. Cause, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't do it on that. Okay. No, uh, but
1: powders are very versatile. One thing we didn't talk about yet though, is how much of a mess they can make. Oh so one thing, one God. thing that's really important is if you're working on a white model or if you're really working on anything that you don't want to get dirty is you have to keep your workspace and your hands clean as you do this. So lay down a lot of paper towel or newspaper, you <laughs> use paper, do something because the, Powders do make a mess. You know, get an apron. Don't wear something. You know, don't wear your Sunday best as you're working on this. The uh, they're going to get all over the place. No matter what you do, they're going to make a mess. So set up your work area well before you do it. What I like to do is I, I'll get like a roll of paper towel and I'll lay a couple roll, like uh, sheets out wherever I'm working there and kind of block everything off. Because what will happen is you work with your weathering powders, then you're done and you don't realize that you still have some of that powder on your hands. And it's on your desk and you move on to another miniature and say you're painting something, maybe it's white and you start smudging that in there. You, it's going to get into that next paint job that you're doing and you're not going to be able to get it out. You know, it's going to get into your paint pot when you're mixing stuff and it's going to create a mess. So be careful when you're doing it. Set up your work area so that you can clean it up well and then wipe down the area. You know, you don't want to contaminate the next project that you're doing. With
2: yeah. I I lay an old piece of newspaper out <clears throat> and it's a huge piece of newspaper. Uh and the I do old everything on the newspaper. But- no, no, it's 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 actually it's the free like coupon piece of shit you get in the mail that no one ever reads and throws in the fucking trash. So instead of throwing it in the trash, I just use um it works great cuz you just I, I, you know it's huge it's massive. So I lay it out I go in the middle of it I do all my work with the weathering powders and I always do that at the end of my session specifically for those I talked about because I started using it on white models. So I was already ultra sensitive to keeping that armor clean. So I've like, I was like, yep, this is going to fuck my shit up. So I've just gotten in the habit of doing it at the end of my sessions. And, um, I do it in the middle of the newspaper. And then when I'm done, I just, you just throw the paper out or you just keep it dedicated for weathering powders. You fold it up nicely, but I, I mean, God, you get the damn thing every week. Just throw the fucking paper out.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good idea. And uh, I do almost the same thing with a uh, paper towel, but I think maybe I'll start using these, uh, those, those Sunday shoppers and the ones that they send every time.
2: So yeah, I'm using that instead instead of wasting my own paper towel. Right, like save yourself a few bucks. It's for, They're sending you that shit and it's annoying as fuck, so you might as well fucking do, use it for something. Rather than just... Throwing it right in the recycling. But
1: yeah, I think that's uh, that's it
2: for weathering powders. I don't really don't have anything else to contribute. Do you? Uh, I would just say that if you if you have any other questions um, or if you have any tips, you should definitely uh, send us a message because uh, we'd like to hear from you. I'm always open to suggestions. I'm no pro Yeah, re-
1: yeah, reach out to us. If we said anything that was completely fucking asinine. You know, and does not work and we sound like a bunch of idiots. Uh reach out to us on the on the on the Road to Damnation Facebook page on the Instagram or uh either me or Shane, reach out to us directly. You know. Let us know your thoughts. If you have any questions, both of us, you know, more than willing to help.
0: Not only that. It's the advice you just gave is it's really great. and I was just trying to absorb it all in as someone that is kind of new to
2: really doing Furiously writing down notes.
0: She hear me in the background, and like I'm, I'm also like trying to remember things that I, I you know. If you guys want us to discuss anything painting wise, please emails road to damnation yeah. thirty k at gmail.com We will cover it. We have two excellent painters on the show that will give advice for free. And if, yeah. you know, if you're looking and you, you have questions, like I am new to this whole like airbrushing gig. You know, I'm constantly asking questions. I'm constantly looking at videos. You know, I've asked Chris for like how to get a detail in the lines, you know, using uh, like a gloss varnish and a wash that will just fall into the cracks. And, you know, I, I've, I've done that. So like there's questions. If you're in the chat, you can ask them directly. They're all in the chat. And like I said, if there's a specific topic you want us to cover, please email us. We'll cover it for you. We don't care.
1: Yeah. What's our. our so next. I don't know if it's next episode, but one of our upcoming episodes. The next one is going to be. Uh, well, we already talked about Airbrush 101, getting into airbrushing, but we're going to talk about tips and tricks to get you started in airbrushing and, uh, you know, like mistakes that uh, a lot of common mistakes that people make when they first start airbrushing.
2: And, uh, Let's revise it. Mistakes that we made. <laughs> That we wish yes. <laughs>
1: mistakes that we made that we've learned <laughs> over the last couple of years.
0: <laughs> to rehash kind of what Mongo just said, uh we're gonna do following our airbrushing one oh one, we're gonna do airbrush one oh two, which is like you just brought this airbrush. What's the next step, man? Because I you know, I I'm in the same boat as you all. I've been doing this with a paintbrush for a very long time. I've just got into the airbrush gig. You know, I was a point where I'm spraying, I'm like, hey, this isn't spraying that well anymore. And someone's like, Well, have you cleaned it? I was like, What? Hang on, what? Like this needs cleaning more like more often than I'm thinking. Like
2: <laughs> And we all collectively sigh. <laughs>
0: it's like, so you know, shoot us some questions. We'll we'll try and cover them in the next episode too, because that will be a fun one, especially for me. Um I hope this was helpful for you guys. I also realized what we have been missing out. So the most important factor. We have a hashtag called Hashtag Road to Damn Nation. It's on Instagram. And part of our new responsibility in the heresy community is fully painted is for closers. And we all forgot about this.
2: Yeah, the man. The
1: patches? Yeah, that's right. Take the lead, man. Tell us, tell us what's going on. Tell us.
0: So we are now fully responsible for handing out the closer patches for the East Coast. Uh, Or maybe America too, I don't know. We'll go as far as, you know, so we have the patches on on the way. And using our Road to Damnation hashtag, and including our podcast into it, um, you can get a patch. So how do you get one of these? Simple. So to get the silver closer closer patch, you need to have 2,500 points of a legion fully painted.
2: Well, it doesn't have to be a legion. It just has to be a thirty k force. So it could be militia, yeah. mecha- mechanicum. Uh, I'm gonna really give you a dirty look if you do fucking custodes, but whatever.
1: Maybe, maybe still I'll still subject do it. to a twenty percent tax. So you got to do twenty uh, percent on top of twenty five hundred points.
2: <laughs> you got Yeah, there you go. I was gonna say twenty five hundred You got to do more than just that. But maybe, maybe we'll draw a dick on it in invisible ink. You're still gonna get What dick happens fixed?
0: if they send 2,500 points of Space Wolf?
2: Well, it's bare gray plastic, so they can just send me fucking pictures of it spa- on screen S- and it counts. Spa-
1: space Wolves don't count. Yeah,
2: they won't count. <laughs> space <laughs> Wolves don't count. Yeah. It's impossible. As a Space Wolf player, they're all collectively scoffing at you because, like, oh, 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 we don't paint our minis. So, Ooh. to get
0: a silver patch, 2,500 points of any fully painted army, fully painted. The free color minimum. It's fully painted or nothing.
1: And based. No, yeah, three free color minimum, fuck off. Free color and based, fuck off. This is fully painted. Fully painted. Yep. And we're gonna count up those points too. So you send us in a picture, we're gonna create an army list if you don't send one in. And we're gonna add it up. And if it's two two thousand four hundred and ninety nine points, no fucking patch. You got it. But you will, you'll still get the dick pick though. Yes, you'll still get the dick pick. But it's going to be Chris's dick and not ours.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. He'll it, it, be Neil. Neo, Neo would be very keen to send you a dick pic um, wow. saying 2,500 <laughs> points or no patch. <laughs> um, so then, to get the gold patch, guys, to get the gold, we're talking about 2,500 points of a loyalist army and a traitor
1: army. Yes. So you're going to have both. It can't just be one in. You know, like, you can't have Alpha Legion and send in two fucking pics of it and send it to us. We're saying that right now. Not gonna fucking work. Not gonna work. Two separate armies. Two separate armies that are 2,500 points. This is the same roles that Radio Free Man had, that are, that, uh, I horses used. Same ones all across the board, man. We're not changing anything else. We're just helping to, uh, carry We this think on.
0: this is such a great honor. And an achievement to get, and we don't think this should go by the wayside. So, we are continuing on the closer patch, and we're pretty excited about it. Uh,
1: what if people get more than more than two? What are we gonna <laughs> do then? You get two dick pics. Two dick pics. You get like a platinum patch. So we make like a platinum <laughs> do patch do or a, something should else. Should
0: we create a platinum patch, which is like, I don't know, ten thousand points? Four armies. Ten thousand points of one army. Just fully painted. Oh,
2: something to talk about. That dude something is committed at that point, Maybe. Shane. Cough, cough. You know, or... or uh, This is my second one, so I want whatever's beyond that. Though. We'll like, set the let's...
0: limits. If you guys have a challenge for us that you think would be good for a patch, let us know. We will, either in the chat or by email, we will literally... This could be something we could, we could challenge you guys with. Uh, we're pretty excited about this, so... That will be off and running soon, so get those pictures in at hashtag Road to Damnation and tag us at Road to Damnation on Instagram, and send us your twenty five hundred point list in that picture, so we don't—if we will yep. count it, we are dead serious. <laughs> just like we're dead serious that so we edit episodes, it just who knows.
2: <laughs> Professional production quality. Um,
0: and then the last thing we actually didn't—we kind of forgot to mention. and I kind of wanted to close out on this. Is uh, Mongo pointed this out in our little chat that we have going on about what we're going to talk about in upcoming episodes or events that we're running? Um, Forge World's in a sneaky starter set.
1: Yeah, the, the, the March uh, three start uh, let's start starting collection. Start collecting. It's twenty March three tactical marines, the plastic ones. It's a Leviathan dreadnought with the siege drill and the melt lance, so it's not a bad loadout. And the Praetor, the old Praetor pack. So it's the generic term, uh, cataphractic terminator Praetor and the power armored or Artificer armor Praetor right there. And I think that retail, if you bought it separately, is around 270 And this box retails for about 230 So it's about a $40 savings. I mean, as far as GW and Forge roll goes, it's... Pretty rare that you find a package that you're really saving much, but this is actually a pretty decent one, going by their standards. You know, like a lot of people like running those, uh, like running the Leviathans. That's a decent loadout that they're selling it with. You get 20, 20 of the Mark Threes, and those Praetors are pretty good to use. You can convert them up to almost any Centurion that you want to use, or just run them straight as a Praetor. Pretty good there. So, like, that's actually like one of the, you know, not I wouldn't say great deal, but it's not bad.
2: You know, like if people are looking to get into it. For know, Games Workshop, it is a good deal. They never right. discount anything. And yeah. then they cry. And and they're like, oh, we're, but we can't. We don't want to do that to mom and pops. We're not that kind of company. Right. I mean, since Betrayal and Calf, Betrayal at Calf
1: and Burning of Prospero are not available right now, you got to go on eBay or you got to find them someplace else. This is probably the next best thing if you're ordering or buying straight from GW or Forge Wolves. Yes, yeah. Go this yeah. route. Yes you know i had no clue about it you know like i look at their emails all the time maybe we just missed it i saw it because somebody was talking about it in a facebook group the other day and wow lo and behold i went and looked it up and yeah you can you can get it and it's not yeah it's not a bad deal it's a good way to start you know like if you're going to do a centurion horse, you pick that up and then maybe pick up a plastic contemptor or maybe some term- plastic terminators from dw and there you go it's a good way to get started into it you know i think we should uh some future episode here, maybe go over uh, you know, getting into heresy, some cheap ways and good ways to get your army started.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: That'd
0: yeah, I, I just want to mention like how great this. Well, I'm not gonna say great because it's still 230, dollars so that's nothing to scoff at. But you know, they're giving you a Leviathan, which to me is one of the, it's more one of the more expensive uh, dreadnoughts out there. But it really packs a punch, and they're giving you for once the melta lance. Normally, you see it with like uh, the grab gun, and like a siege claw. Yeah. Um. This is giving you the melta lance, which is a nice addition. It's a very powerful melter. Um. And then it's giving you the siege drill. So I mean, it's definitely geared for a good, good loadout there. Um. Not only that. It's
1: a good loadout. You save forty bucks. I mean, what's it, not to like? It's a great. Yeah. Plus, you probably, it's a
0: great yeah. core of the army for expanding. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: for me, I mean they're giving you two Praetors. Um, one in Cataphraki um, and the other one uh which is just wearing uh like a artificial armor, but they both have paragon blades. One has an Archeon uh, tech type pistol, um, and the other one has I believe it's just a regular bolt pistol, so it, or a plasma pistol uh so okay yeah all right sorry i'm butchering that that's a great addition i feel like this is something that i would like to see forge world do more of just like a little combo kit so i'm pretty pumped about that and i felt like we should have just mentioned that beforehand but like we'll throw this in now that's right so yeah i mean that that pretty much it uh, we got weathering we got all the events in we got the winner of the uh review Remember, just hit us up, and we can get you that session
2: with Blue Legend Studios. Yeah, you do have to email us. If you don't email us after a while, then we're gonna uh, we'll redo the we drawing. Raffle the
0: prize.
1: What? Hey, what else do we have still going on? We still need people to send in uh, fluff for their yes. armies for yep. the event here because we're gonna have some, we got some guest readers. We're gonna read it. So hype up that fluff. Give us something. It doesn't have to be long. You know, like give us a little background. We want to push the narrative. We want to hear what you guys are thinking, what you guys are.
0: Also, should we mention, like, future guests? Because I'm really excited about one. I feel like we should have some viewers come in with, like, questions. That they feel we should ask some of them. Supposedly, at some point, we have been arranged to have some or possibly one of the Age of Darkness crew on here.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was me. Whoops, I forgot. <laughs> not that i forgot but i was like what the fuck are you talking about
0: <laughs> yeah we love having other podcast members or people of the community come on and talk to us uh, and they literally all they do is reach out to us so if you will come on you have an event an idea or something you know you can record a message record with us beforehand so it's not live we're totally off guests coming on and talking about the hobby in general keeps the passion going keeps people playing Pretty sure we have Age of Darkness coming on. One of them? Or yep. all four? All four might be chaos, so it might just be one of them. But, you know, if you have your army fluff ready, maybe we can have them read it out.
2: You can get a dramatic reading yeah. by JP.
1: Or if you have any crazy questions, you know. Or if you want to call in with a voicemail, we're not going to screen it first. So we'll go ahead and uh, play that for them, you know, like and whatever you want do to do And do a
0: voicemail, literally record your voice. And send it to the Road to Damnation of 30 K, and we will play it live on air. Our...
1: That's right. We want to hear your sexy voice. So
0: that is that's really it. I feel like we covered a lot. That's it, guys. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, we will be back to our regular recording time. So if you're worried that we've been gone for a while, don't worry. We're back. Remember, closes. You can get your patch. Road to Damnation hashtag and. CC, the road to damnation on Instagram, and we'll start getting those out as soon as we have them in. All right, that's it, everyone. Anything else? Yeah.
2: So yeah. yeah, take it deep. All
0: right, peace, guys. <sighs> All
2: right. So what I want to rant about this week is the Adeptus Titanicus, and I know this is a bit of a shock for you Luke, because you know we've had—I I think we've had pretty much nothing but glowing things. Say about Titanicus? I think uh, that's well apart from the
0: because neither of us like the Reaver.
2: Yeah, I mean, but that I, okay, that's true, but that doesn't count because that's like kicking the redheaded stepchild.
0: <laughs> well, we'll do that, so, especially when they bring the Warbringer to Titanicus scale.
2: <laughs> oh God, yeah, we get to literally sculpt cocks. But anyway, no, but um, so. I have enjoyed every aspect of this game. um, Except for the Reaver. Hashtag fuck the Reaver. Uh, Or actually, it should be hashtag update the skull.
0: (laughs) Definitely update that skull. (laughs) It just doesn't work in miniature. Dude.
2: No. But, that being said, um, I have gone down the rabbit hole and I bought shed loads of the terrain. We've talked about this. You know, Everyone knows, and quite a few of our listeners have sold me their uh, Grandmaster Edition Earth of Terrain for Titanicus. Yeah, including me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, including one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my rant is that, first off, if you when you open it up, it looks like a lot of shit. And so it's very exciting. If you're like me, you're very excited. You're very impressed with, wow, look at all this terrain that I got for my new game, blah, 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 blah. And you have all these amazing Hang epics, on. like, Before you go visions.
0: on this complete run, are you talking about the $40 box set or, like, the Grandmaster terrain?
2: Fuck you. I'm... No, 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 no. Because I have it all. I'd like to let me, let me point that out. I have all of it. I have the $40 boxes. I have the GM editions worth. I have the what was a hundred and twenty dollar box, or whatever. Yeah, definitely. and then I have the Forgel top. I have all the terrain, and I will buy. It. I will continue to buy all the terrain, the train that's coming out, the next tiles that's coming out, all of it. I don't care if they sculpt the dick on it. I'll fucking buy it. But that being said, <clears throat> so like, let's just go. We'll use the uh, the, the Civitas uh, Imperialis or whatever they call it well th- those buildings are what i'm specifically oh, ranting dude those
0: about. buildings suck
2: <laughs> they're fucking terrible they're they're so fucking like they're they're bland enough that you're like oh man this will be so easy to paint and then you start painting them like fuck me there's so much detail on here that i don't want to paint right now like what the fuck is happening but, and hey, then you like you
0: have to go back to basics and, and, on this talk about building them with the glue because that sucks worse i
2: i might even yeah, that's the thing. It's like you can't even like be like, oh, at least like building these is not bad because it's it's fucking awful. Because like they they, they attach at these two thin points where the plastic like butts up, and then like you don't glue them there. No, no, you grab this little like butt plug that comes in the sprue that's like shaped like a wedge of fucking cheese, and you put glue on that, and then you slid that in between. But then you spend about five minutes cursing because when you put it on that in that gap, everything shifts. So it's not fucking straight anymore. So now you're fighting the time on the super glue, trying to get it not to cure desperately while you get this bullshit to line up and be level. And then it doesn't fucking matter because you happen to lay it on the one speck of dried glue on your desk. So now you've got a fucking parenthesis shaped wall for your goddamn building, right? So then you glue the fucking thing together to make a square, and you're like, oh, this looks great. Well, then you glue the next level of the square to, to, because that's how they have you do it. You glue rings and then you attach the rings. So then you go to like put the next ring on, except it doesn't sit on flush because there was a little speck of glue that got up there that pushes one off. So now you've got the leaning fucking tower of Pisa going on and your fucking ta- It looks fucking <laughs> stupid.
1: Hey, hey, you, you know what? The only thing I heard was that you're using super glue when you're going
2: plastic bottles. <laughs> you know,
1: okay. if you weren't using super glue, this half of this wouldn't happen
2: normally. You know,
1: sorry, sorry to blow up your rant there.
2: Normally, I would concur because you're
1: going to kind of trigger me, man, using super glue on plastic models.
2: Normally, I would concur because normally I use plastic plastic models, but for the buildings, I went with super because otherwise, dude, you're going to literally be gluing them for the next the next <laughs> two years. They're so fucking annoying to put together because it's literally like one joint. There, there's what one two there's like three there's three parts to put glue oh they me. look awful i
0: haven't even so do so you want to know the funniest um, parts so so like cool. i opened the box and i said like, oh, i'm really happy so i ahead and built all the models i'm like super happy with this grandmaster box and i started like looking at the buildings and i watched a bunch of youtube videos of people putting them together and i was like i don't want to do that and then Shane was like I'm looking to buy people's extra terrain from. I was like done. <laughs> like I didn't even question it. I was like, here you are.
2: <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, like I, I would use. I should be plastic cement, but like it's just going to be so much more time consuming to do it. And I just don't like. I don't like the buildings enough to put the amount of time in. But like, oh Bro. my god, I I don't I don't know, man. They're just not. Uh, you'll you'll see when you get them. God damn it. I've got them. I just haven't even... I don't. I don't
1: know. I've been. I've been on other projects.
2: Yeah. Well, see, I'm like that's what. I'm, that's the thing with Titanic is we've said it before, but like we're trying to take this thing to the to the next level. Like we're trying to bring old epic back. So,
1: oh, it's gonna happen. You know, it's gonna go the way. if they can make money off of it, they're gonna go there.
2: Yeah, I mean they are so. But uh, it's just annoying, because, like, there's so much waste, too, on these sprues. Like, they give you all these extra fucking doors that you're like, I don't fucking need this many doors, and you can't, like, oh, my God.
0: Dude, it's it's, it's because what they've done is they've, they're they like, oh, how can we just print the same uh, sprue out? Like, the buildings are all meant to be stackable, so you can create different height and terrain. They... Honestly, if I'm talking about Games Workshop and where they fail with Titanicus, it's in the terrain because I don't want the same damn building everywhere.
2: Right, the terrain is fucking terrible. No, what they should have done is made the terrain
1: look like the forty, look like the forty k terrain that you already own. You know, like nobody Why has. Why did they just
2: scale like that down?
1: So it's scale fucking it different. Like, yeah, just scale it down or make it look really fucking similar. Now I've got these buildings. That look completely different than anything, 40k games. So, just like narratively wise, I don't know if it's narrative. Am I using the right fucking words? No, before? you are. I don't it's, know. It's like, but it just it, it 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 fucking bothers me. Like there are no buildings in 40k that look just like this. Like I wish no. they had made something that looked like it. It would tie it
2: together better. Yeah. In my and opinion, in the, f- the flat roofs and shit looks. Yeah. I'm excited. But about they the don't thing. even have flat fucking roofs. If you look at their shit
1: in the book in, at Warhammer World, they've, they have their own roofs on it. They have different buildings. Oh,
2: like, and that, I love all the shipping uh, containers that they have and they're not really us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Like, hashtag fuck me.
1: Yeah, shit. Somebody on Shapeways will make it. go that way. Yeah, and then they'll send them a fucking C and D. You know what? Fuck that. Who? Wait. we'll Find somebody with a fucking pr- printer yeah i think we know him lewis and we'll uh get him to start we do printing know him, some but shit we
0: should not talk about printing because as much as i really really dislike the terrain that they're pumping out and i think the forge boards are more realistic uh right shane
2: yes yeah that's one thing i will say too is people are screwing up with their titanicus terrain they're putting too much down which i know sounds silly but I've noticed people are putting down so much terrain that your titans can barely maneuver. Look at the forge world, like look at their demo setups and stuff. There's barely any terrain there. Like, you, you know what bothers me have. about the setups
1: is what kind of fucking city has buildings that are that far apart? Why are they not kind of clustered together where like a only a warhound can kind of fit between them, and then the
2: rest of it's open? Right, but like the thing is, that's how people are putting. People are doing their tables where you can't even get a warhound to maneuver through there. It's like knights only and it, it that's not what it's supposed to be like i I get I hear what you're saying there Mongo, but their tables are are set up for the game to move smoothly and if your terrain is so- cl- like the terrain shouldn't be positioned so close that literally it just evolves into your warhounds or I'm sorry your warlords and your Reavers sitting in the back shooting at shit and everything else is just sit- standing there dying because well fuck me I can't go like that like look at the forgeable tables like or their their terrain they have it set up so that it's tall buildings sparse um, spaced sparsely but you still have the ability to hide behind it as you maneuver up to get your warhounds and your knights in range because as we all know knights go bye-byes really fucking but fast. if they're
0: getting to combat, um, they will mess you up.
2: Yeah, yeah fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Suck. So that's my rant. The fucking... Ter- the GW side of the terrain is fucking terrible. The Forge World Tile is awesome. I love them. They're, they're sexy. I can't wait for the third one. Um, But the GW side of the terrain has so far been atrocious. And... It makes me sad because no matter how hard I try, it just looks like shit.
1: <laughs> Start looking at a uh, third party guys. There's a lot, like eight mil and six mil train that'll work perfectly.
2: Gothic influence that I think you should throw in there. I'm gonna have to because like this stuff is just bad. It's really I'd fucking it bad. For me. <laughs> hey, <do> you, <laughs> want, you want to buy? You want to buy some more? <laughs> I uh. Uh, Part of me wants to say yes. (laughs) That's the bad part.
0: (laughs) He hates it so much for buying more of it because every time he ruins some, he's like, "Now I gotta buy more of this stuff to make it work."
2: It's the fucking self hate that he has for himself. (laughs) It's that loathing. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Yep, that's my rant.